Genre. to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one hunching minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. <laughs> I'm Scott Corelli. And I am Michael Nixon. I have returned from the previous minute. Uh, you Ooh. may have also heard me in podcasts like the 1986 cast, the show about ah. geek culture's most important year. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Thanks for being here again, man. We're happy to yeah. have you. Yeah. Sorry for the long intro. Thank you for having me again. Oh, we love it. We no, love no, long no, intros. That's good. Plug what you want. Information is important uh, in this in this world of podcasting. Uh, today we are talking about minute number thirty two, which uh, starts with uh, a long pause from Miss Mary Jane before uh, you know asking about her future, and then ends with uh, a a page from a Autos Away used car at great prices uh, uh, advertisement flipping into frame uh, mm-hmm. this is this is the conclusion of the backyard talk with mj yes uh, yeah so what do we think of this uh, minute yeah well now should be a good time uh with with the line i th- i think you're gonna light up broadway <laughs> um uh, i think now is a good time to uh mention or or re-mention that this scene does not exist in the kept draft oh um, wonderful yeah oh. this is this this entire scene is done by the writers who came after David Kep, despite mm-hmm. the fact that Ke- David Kep got sole screenwriting credit. Um, his yeah. his you know, as we talked story. about before, his yeah. script is very very different uh, from what we ended up with. Yeah, uh, in, in the movie, and it's it still boggles my mind <laughs> that he has sole screenwriting credit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's quite a departure. Is there like a, a scene that serves a similar function, at least in the kept draft? That you no, know, in fact, yeah. in this in the place of this scene, uh-huh. uh in the kept draft is a scene between Peter and Uncle Ben hmm. on oh. the porch of the house, which is essentially the conversation that he's going to have with him in the car later. Oh wow, wow! Huh. It's not yeah. even structurally, so that's really strange. Even even from like an arbitrationy. <laughs> perspective because that stuff tends to get weird that's like one of those those hollywood things yeah oh yeah um, yeah well apparently apparently what happened was that the other writers because there was two other writers after david kep yeah and they both relinquished their rights to the script oh well then yeah there you go that's yeah that's the only Which, way but it, but it yeah. seems crazy because i look at the work that they did on this and i just i'm like what did david kep have on those guys because <laughs> <laughs> This doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, so in the David Kep draft, uh, as I said, uh, Peter is talking with Uncle Ben on the porch of the mm-hmm. Parker house. And um, 
he basically is like, yeah, so that fight was crazy and you're a boy turning into a man and you got to be careful out there. And uh, and Peter's like, I'm trying. This is an actual line. Yeah. And and here's the thing about the kept draft. So this kept draft, he did two drafts. The first draft, as we've discussed before, was basically an adaptation of the um, Cameron. Yeah, the J- James Cameron scriptment. Ooh, that's yeah. a um, weird scriptment. Yeah, is. it's super yeah. weird. So <laughs> you have another chance. Absolutely read that, folks at home. It is <laughs> so trippy. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, oh. So that was his first draft. Was basically an adaptation of that. Yeah. Um, it nobody liked it. Uh, and did they, it include they sexy it. arm movements? Have you guys talked about this Cameron Scribman oh, yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, so I just just to make sure because that thing is genuinely it's I, i've already said it but it is really strange always yeah. worth reiterating that it's strange and a wonderful little artifact in <laughs> okay. yeah, just uh, i will you know i'm i'm here for the prosecution i'm a witness <laughs> i yeah. mean throw me a character whatever <laughs> it's odd <laughs> um, so so after that was rejected they had him write a draft from scratch um, and that's what this draft is. So like mm. the second draft is actually a first draft of a new movie. Um, yeah. So keep that in mind when I read this line of dialogue, because this <laughs> seems like this really because we know David Kep is better than this because David Kep wrote Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park and has written um, great scenes earlier in this screenplay that we've been going through. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, so the line is he's like. All I'm saying, so Uncle Ben says, all I'm saying is to be careful who you change into, okay, pal? And Peter says, I'm trying, Uncle Ben, I am. I feel all this, this, and he looks down at his hands and he says, power, but I don't know what it means, how to control it, or even what I'm supposed to do with it. You mean like a responsibility? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uncle Ben saying, you'll figure it out. You're a smart cookie, Peter. Uh, But (laughs) remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, God. That is not the way to do that. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is not the way. He really really lines that one up on like a (laughs) T-ball. For Uncle Ben, yeah. not, yeah. Yeah, not like a slow pitch at him. He just like goes over and sets the stand down, puts the ball on top of it. It's like, there you go. You got a responsibility line in you. See if you can take a swing at that. Go for it. Uh, Sweaty. Oh yeah. boy. Also, also, what's crazy is like he goes with the power. The he focuses on the like. If you yeah. focus on responsibility, you can get to that line a little About, more naturally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, but like, oh, no, that's I, crazy. How do I phrase this sort of masculine change I'm experiencing, but not tell my my uh, uncle? Yeah, I'll just call it power, right? Power. Oh, yes. Power. And then here's here's what's really interesting, right? Right. So later on in the conversation, after he says that, uh, Peter says, uh, Uncle Ben, I think you're about the best father a guy could ever have. Uncle Ben says, Uncle Peter, Uncle, you had a father. Peter Oof. says, what really happened to my parents? Whoa. Which feels like a zero Oof. to 60 kind of line. <laughs> also, conversation. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> By the what way. What really happened to my parents? <laughs> um, and Uncle Ben says, here we go again. <laughs> Always okay. asking about your parents. 
Uh, Are you sure David Kep didn't do a pass on The Amazing Spider-Man and that's what you're reading? Because this seems really familiar. No, no. Well, he did. He did write Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, well, then there you got to he put this conversation in later because it's basically yeah. this. That is amazing. Yeah, so he says oh, they wow. worked for the government, didn't they? Yeah. And Uncle yeah. says it was oh, a plane wow. crash, son. Nothing crash. more. <laughs> nothing I didn't even less. realize that is bizarre. Yeah. Man. Just a plane crash, kid. Just yeah, they actually reference the plane crash and the yeah. cap draft. I which is uh, crazy. That's why there is a there is a one thing I think about that in the last couple of days when I was you know digging through the same making of book. It's a it's a passage fairly late in the game because some of the you know in between the that cap draft and the shooting draft and then even beyond that, um, there's there's some shifts that are so big and in, and interesting that I wonder like at what point who like top down said like, you know, this is a thing. And in, um, in one of the making of books very late in the game, they talk about how at one point during uh, working on the scripts, they asked uh, Brian Michael Bendis from the ultimate Spider-Man to give some notes on the script. Uh-huh. So I wonder wh- at what point that came in where maybe like discussions about like shifting talk away from, this well, focus to that focus, you know, like where that would even happen. And if he wasn't one of the like actual writers who did work after it, like, you know, why would they put that in the in the making of book? Um, um, yeah. Well, the way that he talks about it, because uh-huh. he, he he does these uh, like epic four hour long podcasts on oh, really? Word Balloon. Nice. Um, which is uh, which is actually a pretty great comics podcast oh, it's um, amazing. for the fantastic. Yeah. yeah, especially for like the long form interviews. Totally. Um, mm. And he does he does a Bendis interview, like a three to four hour interview with Bendis, like mm. about every four months or so. And wow. they're always really, really great. And he has talked about working for on, on these Spider-Man movies. But the way he talks about it was that he gave them notes and they didn't take oh. any of them. Oh, Oof. wonderful. Yeah, that's what you want. That's what you want to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, so sure. so yeah. that that's yeah. the way like but he but he says like but you know who who was I? Like I yeah. I had written two mainstream comics at that point like yeah. that you know I you know he was working on Daredevil and Ultimate Spider-Man and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like he hadn't even done in the run or anything. Right. Like. He hadn't even done Disassembled yet. Like he, yeah. he hadn't done yeah, any yeah, of that yeah. stuff yet. So he was very he was far a, away from the creative committee. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right exactly. So um, he wasn't like quote unquote Bendis yet. Sure, he sure, was just sure. a guy writing a Spider-Man book that people seem to like. Right, um, right. Oh, okay. Yeah, in, I guess in a time where you know JMS had been on Spider-Man for five to seven yeah. years at that point, yeah. and and was it was already starting to feel stale, and everybody could feel it, and sure. he stayed on that book for like four more years. <laughs> yeah, that's what people seem to do on Spider-Man is stay on books yep. right. for about. Seven years longer than they should. <laughs> I was wondering if that's where we were going with this. Yeah, fair enough. And, uh, yep. This is just, that's just a it, clunky well, well, it's weird, focus. right? It's yeah, weird. It's weird that we. It's have, a weird curse. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's weird that we have had um like we have a dance slot on Spider Man for eight years. Three hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. And then before that, before that, you had a brand new day, which was like those like five writers, but that was only two or three years. Yeah. Right in the middle. Yeah, and then before that, it was JMS for like ten years. Yeah, yeah. 
It's that's great. And then you had the only other Spider-Man book you had was Ultimate Spider-Man, which was just Bendis for like 10 years yeah, for a straight decade. Yeah. But Bendis is no, the same well, artist for a straight decade. Yeah. That's oh, right. yeah. Yeah. They didn't yeah. even change from Bagley until year nine or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One eleven, such a weird thing. Like when they announced yeah. Chip Zdarsky doing Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, I was like, well, strap in, Chip. You're going to be there a while. <laughs> <laughs> get comfy yeah, yeah. uh to, to wheel back to the the scene uh I, sure. that is, oh yeah that's it's just a such a um it's such a clunky focus for a uh uncle ben peter parker conversation uh and and, yeah. and focus on like I, I understand the impulse to like you know check in on father son stuff uh in a in a, a screenplay that is heavy on father son uh you know what but, but relationship stress uh not stress sure. tension you know conflict things like that but in terms of peter parkerdom the thing that i've always like praised about this movie and you know most interpretations of spider-man over the years is that the focus on fatherhood just falls right on uncle ben himself and it's less about the you know that the the family you're taking into is your family and his real right. parents are aunt may uncle ben that's one of the things i've always loved about most popular interpretations of the character so to hear that that was like a a focus on like the first like crack at the main structure of this uh narrative is it, sort of strange to me that they would pull that far away from like the the established characterization of the um the relationship between uncle ben and and peter which is not so avuncular but you know fatherly uh i guess i don't know mm -hmm. um weird well, it's very, just cleaner it's, it's cleaner yeah we've got yeah. so many things to worry about we don't need to know who his parents are we yeah. just don't yeah it doesn't matter yeah and it's so clunky too it's just getting yeah. all that sort of exposition out of the way and also yeah. the sort of the weird making the subtext text of uncle ben correcting peter on him <laughs> being his uncle is right right it's exactly. like such profound lack of faith in the audience or like such a weird mm -hmm. subtextual textual beat with with Ben, you yeah, know, just in general, yeah, it's, just, it's an odd moment. Uh, yeah, good change, I'd really say. Is. Good change. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely a good change. <laughs> this For version sure. here, the actual one at thirty-two. Yes, it's yeah. probably. I would argue that's probably been the weakest point in the Kep draft. Like, yeah. for the most part, the Kep draft has been a really fun read, and it's just like kind of like looking at an alternate universe Spider-Man movie. A yeah, very different um, tone, yeah, but very yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, like the MJ and the Kep draft is much more of like the Elijah Dishku model. Yeah. Um, mm. of, of oh, MJ yeah. of like the face of tiger. You just hit the jackpot kind yeah, of MJ. It's, it's sort of snarkier overall as well in mm -hmm. sort of everybody's, uh, character interactions. Uh, yeah. Um, but this, I mean, if, if ever there's a scene that leans into the G shucks of, uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, like this is the scene. So the oh, fact yeah, that it pastes sure. over completely what they were doing in the Kep draft, I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> that's, that's pretty The, solid. uh, the bit where, um, the hunching bit. Yes. I, I feel like it, it's interesting because the, and it's one of those things where it's just, it just goes to show you how much difference actors and editors can bring to uh, a scene because yeah. that bit in the script, I mean, it really, it just reads so matter of fact, you know, where she just says, you know, you're taller than you look. And he says, I hunch. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so, it, it's, it's just a very, like, it feels a little more, um, I don't know, pattery. I don't know yeah, how to describe what I'm thinking. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's really just like Peter says, you're going to light up Broadway. Yeah. And then there's silence and she says, 
you know, you're taller than you look. I hunch. Right. Like it's bringing us back to like a, a friendly sort of, you know, conversational moment before right. they're interrupted by Flash. But like right. in terms of these actors and and the direction on the day and, and the editor that like, no, there's more opportunity here for this, like, you know, coming together of two souls or whatever. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't mean to over cheese that as like a value judgment. Like it is, you know, this this super genuine, you know, uh, moment. It's again, like the, it's the second major time in the scene that like the camera reframes at all mm-hmm. is this, uh, you know, move into the you're taller than you look like seeing him for the first time, uh, not just as a not just as an olive branch of like, oh, hey, you're not so bad type of thing, but that she's she's so so moved by what he said. Maybe the first time somebody's been this um, supportive of her uh, mm-hmm. that she she sees him completely differently. You know, you're you're taller than you look is you you can say you can say that in a million different ways, like in, in any sort of acting uh, context. But in the context of this scene, this moment, it's it's like the closest thing to like pure romance that we've had in the movie yeah. so far. Yeah. 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 It's wild. Um mm. I, I, uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I just really like how, you know, you can read something in a script and then you just see it performed. And it's like completely different. Oh, you know? totally. Yeah. yeah. E- even if you're the one directing it or planning it, that like the by the by the time you get away from the initial screenplay to actually like getting the mechanics and then on the day, the way it changes. And then later when you when you cut it together, that things things can surprise you. And 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 you you only have a chance to find the good surprises if you've done your homework and you know you're prepared mm-hmm. enough and you're not just flying by the seat of your pants that you might you have a little time to find those those surprising extra bits and if you have you know people like toby mcguire who are super committed to doing you know a lot of deep work on the script and finding you know opportunities like that that like those right. things can can bloom out of nowhere and it's mm-hmm. that's magical i think you know also thankfully yeah. by performing it this way it uh cut a part out of the shooting draft that um, oh really yeah it did make it in the movie because the way they play it in the script um after he says i hunch she reaches out and grabs his arm to like straighten him up and says don't hunch mm-hmm. right so instead in the script we get don't but in here she reaches out grabs his arm and it says, it says, puts her hands on his biceps. Oh, wow. And then she straightens him up. <laughs> uh, Much better version. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, I don't, we don't need MJ being like, oh, he has muscles. Now I'm attracted to him. Like, right. now it's like an actual genuine, they have a genuine chemistry and yeah. a genuine yeah, emotion. Yeah, there's nothing superficial them. about this. This is just right. like people being, you know, connecting. Uh yeah, that would really I'm, unwind the whole scene too if you had that moment. It's, absolutely, yeah, yeah. be a little, bleh. yeah. It's a good it, on the day call. Sure, yeah. Like I get, I definitely get the like impulse in writing to like spell out as much as you can and and you know make sure that the that are you getting it when you're reading it, you get it great. But like sometimes seeing the thing, you you sort of like catch yourself in moments like, oh yeah, I definitely hit that nail, hammered that a little too hard, or oh obviously. They can show that with their eyes. I don't need that, you know, that extra beat there or anything like that. That's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. sometimes what seems like enough information on the page is too much information on the day. Um, I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Tricky stuff. Uh, so uh, I've, I've decided that I have come around on uh, on on Flash Thompson because... Um, <laughs> I, I 35-year-old man, Flash Thompson? Yeah. yeah, I think he was in the right here. <laughs> 
I, I think he was in the right. I really do. <laughs> I think because uh, I'm sorry, but we did not know that it was his birthday. Like <laughs> when Peter busted him yeah, up. <laughs> yeah, it was his birthday when Peter <laughs> threw a tray of food at him. And then and then when he came to confront him for throwing a tray of food at him, mm. like beat the crap out of him. Yeah. And then <laughs> had another tray of food dropped on his face by a teacher. It's his birthday, you guys. Like that's so sad. He's also kind of a dick. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 But man, I want to make a short film with, with Joe. <laughs> just being just called like Flash Thompson's worst day ever. <laughs> Should we time travel back to two thousand and one to shoot that uh that short or do we just do it with present day Joe? No, Magnello? we just do it with present day. Okay, no. Joe. <laughs> yeah. In between his Dungeon and Dragons feature or whatever, he'll uh he'll yeah, come and shoot this stroke, short. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Well, we'll see. <clears throat> We will see. We will indeed see about that. Yeah. It's his Um, new birthday present. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. (laughs) So he drops a tray of food on Deathstroke's face. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's in the eye hole. I like this moment here where we're almost on the edge of, like, with the intrusion of Flash Thompson. We're not quite breaking the 180 degree rule, but we we run up. And again, not a rule. The 180 degree rule is sort of like a guideline for maintaining screen direction where... The direction that characters are looking the whole time stays consistent. If somebody's looking to left, they look to left for the the most of the scene, unless there's a big shift. But here, like the intrusion of Flash, we have this like that that look where the camera is sort of like down the barrel of the fence in between Peter and MJ, and so we mm-hmm. go from Peter looking off to the left of screen at her the whole time to him looking off to the right of the screen when when Joe intrudes in, where it's you know formally and stylistically a little jarring of a shot which is sort of matt's like how jarring it is the intrusion you know it's just a you know yeah. it works yeah and it, it um, works purposefully it works well and then we have what what you alluded to um on monday michael this sort of uh right code switching moment or this like this mm. performative uh bit that mj goes into which is i think one of my favorite parts of this whole sequence yeah yeah just her putting the mask on it's really yeah. it's, yeah. it's just a great little actor beat both for Kirsten Dunst and for Mary Jane. For Mary Jane, see, yeah. Yeah, you can see where the seat of it is, yeah. Oh my Twist, God, it's gorgeous. She was acting the whole time. The whole time. What? <laughs> yeah. Whenever you saw her being, you know, this way in school, that was her putting on a mask. Yeah, this, the oh my God, it's gorgeous is so that, that protective shield dropping back down. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, like the dick don't scratch the leather line on our way out of the scene. <laughs> what, like, what, what, what could she have possibly been doing <laughs> you know she's not like what 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 you know like your mere presence is gonna scratch the leather in my <laughs> in my dick mobile here i don't know <laughs> what if what if i'm sorry guys like maybe maybe flash thompson's like an okay guy and like maybe mj <laughs> just got in there and just started scratching at the leather like is this real <laughs> like if she pulls out her keys like let me test if this is real yeah yeah <laughs> yeah She's got safety pins everywhere in the back of, that we didn't see, like in the the back of her shawl thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's all those like uh, those those punk spike things. Yeah, yeah. Or on the way over, on the way over to the car, she switched into like stiletto heels, and she's just like kicking the back of everything. You know? <laughs> she grabbed a rake from the, yeah. the garden implements. She's just <laughs> going at it. Right. Uh, she's just got. Don't, don't scratch the leather. What do you even have that for? <laughs> she just she pulls out a switchblade or something. <laughs> just, just wants to carve her initials into it to like lay claim. 
So uh, hide, so hiding spaces and the cushions and start slashing them open. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> you could use another little like coin slot uh, here. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> She's a good person, you guys. <laughs> she just wants to act. She just wants to <laughs> turn her into a hooligan. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The acting hooligan. Yeah. It's a little artful a cool dodge car. moment. <laughs> There's something um so so you know, we all have those movie lines that are super obscure that no one knows that you're quoting a movie, but you're quoting a movie when you're saying it the way that you're saying it. And one of those lines, one of those lines, a hundred percent for me since seeing this movie has always been cool car. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally dejected. Because, well, because I don't know anything about cars. So anytime anyone talks about cars around me, I'm just like, (laughs) cool car. (laughs) I love that. I love yeah. that so much. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. One of these days, when you bring up these secret quotes, I'll be prepared enough to have one of mine because I know I know that there's several that I just steal and insert right in like regular everyday speech. But usually they're fairly over. Like they're usually just like Princess Bride moments or things that <laughs> I throw out there. Uh, you know, work, work, work all the time type of things like that. But it is. Right. <laughs> it's a nice little moment. Cool car. Yeah. All right. That's cool car. There it is. And then, <laughs> and then flip, flip the page. New scene, uh, new scene. Oh, and what, next, next one, uh, montage minute. Can't wait. Oh yeah. It's going to be fun about it. Yeah. It's going to be some, weird. Some fun with visual <laughs> storytelling. Uh, All if right. you guys have secret quotes, uh, that you use in day-to-day conversation, let us know in the listener group and, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah. jump in with our own, uh, absolutely. There. Uh, Michael, do you remember the first time that you saw this movie? Oh, what um, you I don't actually, I yeah. remember seeing the trailer to this movie. Totally. Which is weird. Uh, I was on like a sixth grade date with a girl. So basically I went to go see a movie <laughs> sitting next to a girl is what that means. This is so appropriate. Uh, yeah. I don't remember the movie, but I remember the trailer for Spider-Man. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, that was some trailer for something else came on before it that she wanted to see. So she was like, we have to go see that. And then the Spider-Man trailer played and I jokingly was like, we have to go see that. And she gave me a look that said, this would be the final of our movie day. <laughs> oh, no. uh, who would have thought? It's very important to us on Spider-Man Minute that people uh, associate that, that you can tie together your first exposure to this movie with either heartbreak or like budding romance. That's very uh-huh. important. <laughs> it's the Spider-Man way. It's, it's accurate <laughs> character. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and we also have done some detective work. It's possible that the movie you were seeing was Fellowship of the Ring if this was a... Um, if it was no, we trailer. weren't seeing. Yeah. She was very down on geek movies, oh, so no. we weren't seeing Fellowship. Oh, man, okay, okay I so, that, told you that. That, so it definitely wasn't Planet of the Apes then. Yeah, because um, that was another. Could one it have been? Too. Could it have been American Pie Two? No, because it I was attached to American Pie Two. Was one of the main big ones. And it, that's was the there... weirdest movie that it was attached to. <laughs> yeah. Good lord, I believe that. Yeah, what a teenager's like. Yeah, yeah, but put it in there. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, oh, I man. don't know who makes those decisions about which trailers get attached to what movies. Like, is that? I, I don't know. know. I imagine it's just a bunch of handshakes and stuff. Sure. And then yeah. mostly, yeah. but mostly, I think <laughs> it's just whatever the theater decides that they're gonna 
sure. splice in front yeah. of the movie. Like, yeah. It's a lot Back of packaging. when they used to splice trailers in front of movies. Yeah, the physical yeah. like uh, strip that goes in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I have a feeling I was just seeing the trailer attached to a movie, not necessarily one of the first ones. Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. Not the appropriate, you know, official run uh type yeah. of running. Right. Yeah. No, but it, I mean, it's a it's a hell of a trailer. That's like, there's no denying that. If you check out like oh, yeah. ep- episode zero on this um, uh, podcast is all about like the trailers and the lead up and all that. And, you know, the ultimate spin. The ultimate oh, spin. I know. The ultimate spin. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. Um, it is one. It is like, it's a trailer that gets you hype. And it was like the, the type of trailer that we hadn't seen before that moment. You know, the like taking this, you know, post X-Men or whatever, like taking this sort of like Marvel, you know, big property seriously, but like doing it in like, big bright colors and the, the yeah. whole thing is happening mm-hmm. like you know he's in the real suit he's not in some weird right. black leather get up darn right. you know, it's yeah no, it's, no it's, jokes about yellow spandex no nope, yeah like yeah that. yeah it was it was one that seemed less at least at the very least less ashamed of being a comic book movie sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah which we yeah. still haven't gotten over in modern annotations <laughs> but yeah i think we're getting there but i mean we're in what like what's coming out this year thor ragnarok i think we're, we're maybe like finally cresting over that uh yeah we're getting there, we're getting <laughs> you know there. What? I, yeah. I i love that thor ragnarok trailer show me beta ray bill and i'll say we made it oh they, fair yeah they had me at the kirby walls they yeah. they had me that's oh, yeah. the yeah jeff goldblum oh, yeah. on a giant couch with the kirby walls behind yeah. him yeah exactly I, I eat that up 100 um, they have got my ticket did you did you <laughs> see, did you see spider-man in theaters a lot when it came out i know you don't remember the first time you came out do you remember like being around it a lot or was it like a home release type of movie for you i definitely saw it more than mm-hmm. once one yeah. of those that i saw you know two or three times yeah um yep. and i was always sort of it was one of those movies where with when you were hanging out with friends if they're you know you had the four options of dvds laying around the house and oh we'll put on spider-man you know yeah totally um, so it's one of those that always, and it would always be on tv obviously the trilogy always shows up on you know cable or yeah that stuff so i i have memories of just like it being on in the background at various holidays, you know, sure, yeah, and family events. Um, it's a it's a movie that works for families, you know, like yeah. it, it, like it's it's hard it's, to find people who aren't who weren't like at least a little bit into checking out Spider Man, you know. Like, yeah, it's a good yeah. kind of safe bet. Yeah, didn't have any yeah. demons or anything like that, so no. certain members of my family would be okay with it. <laughs> sure, um, yeah. There's no uh, no spell casting or wand waving in this. Film. Right. Yeah. yeah. There is a yeah. goblin though. There is a goblin. Yeah, and there oh, is it's just sort of careful. a misguided film. <laughs> there is somebody like re- reciting their evening prayers, and a, and like a giant monster crashes in through the through the wall. <laughs> Yeah, but he's little... the bad guy and he gets his due. It's true. That's, that's yeah, true. That's true. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. But Fair it enough. was um Yeah. I mean, for a lot of us, this was like a uh a watershed moment in terms of like, oh, what wait, I we could be getting like the the thing the movies I've always dreamed of watching when I read these comics. Oh yeah. You know, we might mm-hmm. be getting them soon, you know. Yeah, like it was that. very much that. It was the first yeah. of those, like, oh man, this one <laughs> might actually work and more yeah. of these could happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. that aren't just like 1990s Captain America on a motorcycle. Oof. Oh right, yeah, it's exciting. It's crazy, time. like like the younger generation of people that are probably listening to this and and you know their their Peter Parker is you know the the new Tom guy Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and they're they're probably listening to this and just thinking like, what what do you mean? Yeah, what are you talking about? There's always been this stuff. There's always oh, been yeah. superhero yeah, the, movies. Yeah, right. It's never not existed. But like, I mean, uh, you know, Superman, you know, Donner's Superman, and and Burton's Batman aside. Yeah, there there was nothing. 
Before, yeah. when I was excited for the Mutant X TV show, which was oh yeah, bad. yeah, like, oh yeah, I was just like, oh cool, something with a laser beam in it, right? Oh yeah, or the Generation X uh, oh, Fox TV Lordy. movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Ooh. Matt Frewer. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that same era as that, the, like the Doctor Who TV movie. All those yep. like weird, like half attempts at sci-fi yep. TV. Yeah, and none Ooh. of them, none of them became pilots. They were all yeah. back nothing, pilots, and none of them became TV shows. Yeah, not yeah. a single yeah. one. Well, it's tricky because it was it's expensive to do this stuff, you know, well, quote unquote, or faithfully or like, you know, whatever. But it, it's also it, it these weren't seen as like money making ideas like until, mm-hmm. you know, like obviously Superman mm-hmm. and, and, and Tim Burton's Batman made a lot of money. But it wasn't like we had total like market saturation where it was like, right. oh, yeah. And, if, you know, if there's like two or three comic book movies each year, then people will show up to them and make a lot like that was, you know, like James Bond or something or, 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 or whatever. Like it wasn't the go-to idea of like, you know, a blockbuster piece of entertainment. Right. It was like, Oh, they that, weren't like, considered four yeah. quadrant ideas. Yeah. Yeah. At the you time know, they were niche, sim- real niche. I mean, yeah. yeah. And similarly, yeah. I'd say like the notion of the mega franchise in that sort of Bondian way, it was a yeah. real fluke. You know, these right. things didn't come a lot. Now they're sort of expected, you know, first movies have to have the capacity to launch a trilogy or a franchise <laughs> yeah. or yeah, a world, a multiverse, whatever the hell. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, when they made Tim Burton's Batman movie, they just were making a Batman movie. Yeah. Yeah. They're they making, killed the Joker. Yeah. I mean, like. That's, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. They're making one movie about Batman. Yeah. Well, well they killed the, well, they, they killed the Joker, but I mean. Yeah. It's not like this no, movie like, learned from that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. It's not as if this is a one-to-one correlation like, oh, they learned all their lessons and it's a total sea change. It is in a lot of ways, you know, I, half of the uh, DNA of the like the Richard Donner Superman era and half of the like current Marvel movie, uh, you know, uh, zone where it's like, you know, it's an old fashioned sort of like you know, good natured film. And it is also blowing the doors open on the idea of, Oh, these, these movies will make all the money in the world. Oh, Oh, right. Oh, you know, like this is right. a lot changed after this. So, you know, I, when, when people ask me about like, mm, do you ever feel like superhero fatigue or things like that? Like I, I can understand where people are coming from in that phrasing or whatever. But like for me, I, I am going to soak up and enjoy every minute that this is like the Western of the, you know, current millennium. Uh, right. Like I, I'm, I'm here for all of it for now. Like, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm just now starting to feel mm-hmm. super fatigue and that's just because there are so many things I can actually choose between them, yeah. which is not actually fatigue. It's just yeah. having choice in a medium. I never expected. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And TV, you know, the whole sort of visual, uh, live action side of it is mm-hmm. completely open now in a way that it wasn't yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the difference between the Western and the superhero genre is that the superhero genre is playing it smart and actually <laughs> incorporating other genres into their genre. That's the right. thing is, yeah. it, you know, I would argue the superhero genre isn't even really a genre. It's as much of a not genre. Anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. I, w- I would argue it's that it was until yeah. like five years ago. Right. Yeah, it's just right. like a job your characters have while they go on a right. different kind of movie. Yeah, it's like right. sci-fi. You know, right. it's a modifier. It's not even necessarily a genre. It just has right. its own sort of. Uh, tropes yeah it's like a class running <laughs> yeah exactly now. yeah and because it, it's it has taken at least this long for the knee-jerk response just to be like oh yeah the capes comics kid stuff you know whatever and n- not to say that like they should not be kid stuff they absolutely should i just mean that like the um the attitude of 
oh, there's a type of movie that you're making if you're making a superhero movie, what you know, and it's a little kitschy thing and not like, right. oh, you can you can take big risks and do do different types of narratives and tones and different styles. And, you know, you can have a like a noirish superhero movie or you can have one that's like a like a Western like Logan or you can you know have one that's like a crazy cosmic sci fi thing like that, you know we're not as beholden to that. And I hope it keeps up in that, in that direction. Cause all I ever want when that, whenever there's like a, a nerd type property, something like that, like my, my only hope is that it's something really interesting and really fun. And I, I want lots of good, interesting, fun movies. I'm not like a loyalist one way or another to one style or one approach or one character or one universe. I just want there to be interesting, cool movies that I can share with people. And yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. I want a lot of different takes because, yeah. you know, I think of these movies as runs, basically, you know, totally. it's, I, yeah. I want to see a lot of different people's sort of takes on these various characters. Yeah, and, put the spin on it. Yeah. Their influences and where they want to go. You know, mm-hmm. it's, Absolutely. It's how comics works. It's worked <laughs> for them. Yeah. All right. Well, bit. we will be back to talk about minutes 33 tomorrow. In the meantime, if you want some uh, merchandise, you can go over to duelinggenre.com slash merch. You can get... Spider-Man Minute t-shirts and stickers and, uh, you know, yeah. laptop cases for some reason and nice. notebooks yeah. and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. So uh, so go check out all of that uh, at duelinggenre.com slash merch, and we'll be back tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.